theological studies, selfishness, and so on, until we break it down to the common manifestations of selfishness. How does selfishness manifest? This should be very easy. Somebody help me. How? In what form does selfishness manifest? If you have a selfish person in your house, what are the things they do? That's a simple question. Yes. Dickiness Ogudari, help us with that. What are your hands doing? Come on. Good evening, church. You find out that they only care about themselves. They only care about themselves. themselves. What do they do to show that they care only about themselves? Um, they only take care. They only care about their own interest. And again, they only to do things that has to do with them. It's just all about them or things that pleases them. You are describing. I want the word. There's a few words. Somebody wants to help her. There are a few words that capture the way selfish my, people behave. Like my thing. My, my they thing, do their thing. thing okay, you're, you're getting closer. Anybody else? My thing. Okay, let me you help you. Selfish people, are they generous or greedy? Greedy. Now clap for me. Aha. Uh-huh. If you have a selfish person on your team, if you're playing football, for instance, what do they do? They hoard the ball. One of the ways you know selfish people is they don't share the opportunity. They hoard us. They hoard good things. When they have money, they don't care how broke you are. Hello? They are the master of hiding money. Help me look at your neighbor. Say, is pastor talking about you? All the corners in the house, they know where to hide money. Just in case you want to ask them, they say, look at my pocket, there's no money. Look at my wallet, there's no money. But a day, where a day. Uh-huh. Okay, what's another common form of selfishness apart from greed? They don't obey. They obey always, what? They always disobey the word. For example now, you know, when it's in the Bible, in the Malachi that we should be paying tithes, the selfish people, they will look at you that, why am I paying 10% of my salary? Who is going to take it? It doesn't concern you. Who is going to use it? Or who is going to take it? It's an instruction from God. Just obey. Okay, so selfish people, when there is an instruction to give something. Yeah, they don't they don't do it. If there's an instruction to receive something, do they obey or not? Yeah, they will obey to receive. You know, I wanted to hear from everybody. When there's an instruction to receive something, do they obey that one or not? Y- yes, sir. They Which is obey. one they don't obey? Yeah. The instruction uh, to, to give. give. So you need to clap for me, an ambassador there. Aha, aha. And that sounds to me like a bit of selfishness towards God. What about coldness? Are they cold or warm? Selfish people. How do they show coldness? When they see you in need. They say all the right things, but it doesn't touch their hearts. Am I in order or not? Are selfish people, are they warm-hearted people? Do, Do they warm up to you when you need them? Come on now, I want to feel you. What do they do? They say all the nice things. As they're saying it, they're moving away. One of the manifestations of selfishness is cold-heartedness. They don't feel your pain. You can explain how your children are not in school and it is an embarrassment. They will still take their money and go on a holiday. Cold-hearted. You said what? They don't care. Somebody clap for her. One of the ways self-centeredness and selfishness manifests is they don't care. They're cold-hearted. And another one common form of selfishness is unkindness. Does that make sense to you? Can selfish people be kind? You're slow today. What's going on? Can selfish people be kind? 
You, do you know what kindness is? You do for somebody something they don't deserve. They have not earned it. Will selfish people be generous enough to be kind? If they're not kind, then what do we describe their normal behavior as? Unkindness. Now you begin to see the ugliness of selfishness. Greed, coldness, unkindness, disobedience. Somebody gave me one again. What was it? What did you call that one? Hey, they don't care. They don't care. Whatever they want to do, they will not break their schedule for whatever is important to you. Even if it is a life-threatening thing. May God not find us to be, cold, to be selfish and cold-hearted in Jesus' name. Let me run some scriptures by you. We're going somewhere very important, very interesting today. 1 Corinthians 10 verse 24. The Living Bible says, Don't think only of yourself. Try, come on now, to think of the other fellow too. And guess what? And what is best for him. Can we read that together? Don't think only of yourself. Try to think of the other fellow too and what is best for him. It means that for you to be selfless does not say you should not think of yourself. What it says is don't think only of yourself. You have to care about yourself. The Bible says love your neighbor as yourself. But it didn't say love yourself to the detriment of your neighbor. Are you there? I like the word try. In the second sentence it says what? Try to think of the other fellow too. Why is the scripture saying try? Is it not because it is normally difficult in our natural state of a new renewed mind to think of other people? The falling state of the heart of a man is selfish. This is an exercise to help us to renew our mind according to the word of God. It says try. Help me look at two people. Say try. try. Say try. Not to be unkind. <laughs> try to be kind towards me. <laughs> it says, try to think of the other fellow too and what is best for him. Where is Pastor Collins? I was hoping to see him in church today. But I want to tell Pastor Collins, try and think of what is best for your pastor too. You are coming from Europe. You are coming from where? I day here. The man day in day. Me, I day my day here. So... Pastor Yomi, you are pretending that you are looking at your phone. I hear you have bought your own ticket too. I'm waiting for you. I'm waiting for you. Tell your neighbor, say, try, try. Try to think of what is best for me too. You have a question. Go ahead, ma. What is the difference between a greedy person and a selfish person? Hey, greed is a manifestation of selfishness. You cannot be greedy if you're not selfish. Because normally, one of the reasons why we want to have is not just to enjoy, also to be able to help other people. You know what the Bible says? It says, God is able to make all grace abound towards you, that you always having all sufficiency in all things may have an abundance unto every good work. Every opportunity to be a blessing. The one of the reasons why God's make you rich is not so that your bank account be fat. Any need that comes to you, God wants to put you in a position that just, whether the believer or not, it doesn't matter. Just be a blessing. May God enrich us in Jesus' mighty name. Okay, question. Let's take the question. No, I checked the dictionary meaning uh, when she asked. Uh -huh. And um, says, um, Greedy, having or showing an intense and selfish desire for something, especially wealth or power. Uh -huh. Selfish, lacking concentration for others. Consideration. Yes, for uh, others. Uh, uh, have lacking consideration yes, for, for other, others. Constantly with own, one's own. Con Concerned. 
chiefly with one's own. Okay, concerned chiefly with your own matter. Help me look at your neighbor. Do like this. Say, hmm. Hmm. Small by small. Okay, Pastor Yomi, a round of applause for the man of God. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Uh Selfish people are self-absorbed. I'm self-absorbed, yeah. It's only about About them. them, Not about any other person. So, uh, and it manifests in a way. If you find somebody who is always talking about himself, Hmm. it's likely that person is a selfish person. What are your hands doing? There are people you have a conversation with. Just a simple conversation said, ah, man, guess what happened to me today? And their reaction immediately is, ah, your own is small. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know people like that? Your own is small. What are your hands doing now? You know, they will always take the conversation back to themselves. It's always about them. It's always about their experiences. You can never beat them in any narration. It's always from the beginning to the end. Anybody that says to you, your own is small. Let me tell you my own. Watch out for that person. Clap for that equation. If you want to know who is selfish, when you want to talk about what you're dealing with, they will say, ah, your own is small. That's how you to know a selfish person. Lillian, why are you frowning there? Are you a selfish person? Anybody frowning in this hall is a selfish person. <laughs> Did you get that one? Pastor Yomi is the senior prefect now. <laughs> now, we, we found the scripture. Bring up that scripture again. Don't think only of yourself. Help me tell two people that don't think only of yourself. This is God speaking now. Try to think about me too and what is best for me. Tell the person, try to think about what is best for your pastor. Point to the altar now and what is best for him. Hello. You know what the message Bible says in that same scripture, 1 Corinthians 10, 24? It says, help me now, the message same first Corinthians 10 24. Listen to this. Look up, look up on the screen. Look up on the screen. This is very important. And read with me. We want to live well, but our foremost effort should be to help others live well too. Now there's nothing wrong with you wanting to live well. But if that's where it stops, you fall off the edge of the table. It says, but our foremost effort as children of God who have received of the generosity of God is that we should be looking out to help others live well too. I wish our politicians were in church. Do they go to church? Which Bible did they read? Nigeria does not have a national airline. But we have the greatest, one of the greatest collections of private jets in the world. How how many times do you fly that you have a whole jet to yourself? When the whole 200 million people don't have an airline, the collective amount of money used to buy private jets is much, much more than what we need to have a national carrier. We want to live well. Tell the politicians, Reverend Dr. Femi Paul, send them a message. It's okay for you to want to live well, but your foremost efforts should be to help us, whom you are supposed to be serving, to also live well. How many of you want to live well? Do you know Nigeria has enough money for all of us to live well? It's just not well distributed. Selfishness is the reason why there's poverty and squalor in 
almost any country in the world. Selfishness. The Amplified Classic says, let no one, can you hurry up please? Same scripture. Let no one then, read with me please. Let no one then seek his own good and advantage and profit, but rather each one of the other, let him seek the welfare of his neighbor. At this point in time, I'm looking at Pastor Me, I'm your neighbor. If you have two jeeps, I, I, I have an agreement on this side. Uh-huh. Why do you want to day your day so that me, I day my day? Gold. Oh, gold. I know them. I know them. Where are they? Are they somewhere on my left? The what? Is diverting the question. You see? That's selfishness. <laughs> Pastor Yomi has won the conversation. Help me clap for him. He has won the conversation. Now, when I ask a question, what are the common forms of selfishness? We said greed cold-heartedness, coldness, I don't care, attitude, and unkindness. It will surprise you that Proverbs 19 verse 22a in the New King James Version says, what is desired in a man is kindness. Unkindness is one of the most obvious ways selfishness presents itself. Unkindness. Now, be careful, though. If selfishness is demonstrated mostly by unkindness, and the Bible says what is desired in a man is kindness. I want to ask a question. Can a selfish person please God? No. Can a selfish person please God? No. Even the child agrees. <laughs> no, she didn't say that. See, that's your mind. <laughs> Anyway, maybe, maybe we should not be surprised because children are usually selfish, even though they're innocent. <laughs> what is desired in a man? Jesus is standing in front of this assembly and he's looking at you. What is desired from me, from you, is kindness. How would a selfish person respond to the Lord who says what I really want from you is not just speaking in tongues it's kindness at that point in time will the selfish man not be disqualified may we not hold on to anything that would disqualify us Bible says in that day many will say Lord Lord have I not this and I says get away from me you workers of iniquity I worry if you're caught with selfishness that <clears throat> you won't be found to be one of those people who says get away from me may that not be our portion in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ I, I, I gave you this slide a selfish person cannot love for love requires selflessness a selfish person cannot achieve love for love requires selflessness and if selfishness is demonstrated by unkindness and the bible says what is desired in a man is kindness is it not true then that a selfish person cannot please god because he cannot love because love itself has nothing to do with selfishness hello somebody Hello, somebody. If somebody says they love you and they're practicing selfishness, it cannot be love. It may be attraction. It may be mesmerization, but it cannot be love. A selfish person cannot love because one of the manifestations of selfishness is unkindness. And for you to achieve love, you require selflessness. First Corinthians 13 says, Love is kind. 
First Corinthians 13 says what? Love is kind. Which means there's no unkindness in love. It is from this equation, three words, love is kind, that we get the word loving kindness. You cannot have loving that is not attached to kindness. Any loving that is not attached to kindness is not genuine. That's why God's demonstration of love to us is called loving kindness and tender mercy. Anybody that's going to show you mercy must be feeling tender towards you. You cannot demonstrate mercy to somebody you're not feeling tender towards. That's a good place for you to clap. A selfish person cannot love for love requires selflessness. And what is required of a man is kindness. Hmm. Now, that statement of love is kind, let's look at the connotation in Matthew 5 verse 7, the Message Bible. Matthew 5 verse 7, the Message Bible says, you are blessed when you care. Hello. Stop there. You are what? When you do what? So when you are unkind, what are you? You are blessed when you care at the moment of being careful, not one L, double L, full of care. That's what careful means, this careful. At the moment you are being careful or full of care, you find what? Yourselves cared for. There's an equation there that if you will show kindness, you will receive what? Kindness. That's what it means. If you are so selfish and all people get from you is on kindness, you will repeat good measure, press down, shaking together. Let's read it together again. You are blessed when you care. At the moment of being careful or full of care, you find what? Yourselves cared for. May that be our portion in Jesus' name. This means that as you are caring about others, everyone in church, in your office at home, will be busy caring about you too. And when this happens, what you will see is a love merry-go-round. As you're loving people, as you're kind towards them, it's coming back to you. For instance, in this church now, if you concentrate on caring and being kind, to the few people around you, what the Bible guarantees us for some reason, it will so multiply that basically everybody will begin to show kindness and tenderness and care towards you. And so shall it be in the name of the Lord Jesus. So as you are caring about others, everyone in this church, you'll find will be busy caring about you too. Now imagine everybody concentrating on loving you, kind to you. But the enemy is trying to fool you that the way you can get ahead of everybody is to be selfish. And this is the equation that God says, as you try to care for people, everybody will turn their attention on you. Can we clap for the Lord? What's going on here? May we enter a love merry-go-round in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, it is one strange thinking that makes us selfish. You want to be better off than you are. So your wicked mind tells you the way to do that is to be sharp, sharp with everybody and keep a lot to yourself. But God comes along and says, no, as you care for other people, as you show kindness, what happens is miraculously, supernaturally, people will begin to care about you. So the, the laws of our kingdom, they're the opposite of the laws in the world. Hello. Okay, now let me show you how this happened in the Acts of Apostle. In Acts chapter 2, verses 46 to 47, the New Living Translation, the Bible says, They worshipped together at the temple each day, met in homes for the Lord's Supper, and shared their meals with great joy and generosity, not greed or selfishness, or self-centeredness. Verse 47 says, All the while praising God and enjoying what? The goodwill of who? 
all the people. And each day the Lord added to their fellowship those who were being saved. Coming together does not mean you're having fellowship. Any coming together, you're not sharing love and kindness and care. It's just a meeting. May our church be a fellowship in Jesus' name. The Bible says, as they shared their meals with great joy and generosity, not selfishness. Acts 2 verse 47, the message Bible says, people in general liked what they saw. When they started doing this generosity, people, it didn't talk about, it's not talking about the saved Jews. It's the people around, people in general liked what they saw. Each day, the number grew as God added to those who were saved. The Living Bible says, the whole city was favorable to them. And each day, God added to them all the were being saved. Question is, why the people, why did the people respond to them like that? They didn't respond to them like that before. At a point in time, people liked what they saw. They started enjoying the favor of people. People started joining them. The question is, why did the response change? Is it not because of the generosity, the love? They did away with selfishness and unkindness. And so the love merry-go-round was attractive. Perhaps this is the reason why we're not seeing a lot of growth. People see the unkind things we say about each other. They see the lack of true love demonstrated by kindness and caring. And so our preaching is not as attractive. It would be better if our way we treat each other embellish the words that we speak. Don't just preach Christ to me. Show me Christ. And how do you show me Christ? How? It says, by this shall men know that you are my disciples. How? When you love one another. As a matter of fact, that's John 13 verse 35. The message Bible says, John 13, it says, let's read together. This is how everyone will recognize that you are my disciples. When they what? When they see the love that you have for each other. Not when they hear. A lot of audio love going around. We want real love. Praise God. When they see the love you have for one another, they will agree that you are my disciple. And the word is sufficient for the wise. Now to the question, what are the common forms of selfishness? Interestingly, nobody mentioned craftiness. Is it true or not that selfish people are very crafty? Let me see your hand up. Is it true or not? If you agree, just put up your hand. That selfish people end up being very crafty. Do selfish people want you to know that they are being selfish? No. They code it. If you say you are being selfish, they will say, no, 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 no. That's not it. They will explain themselves out of it. So we want to look at craftiness. What is the definition of craftiness? It's like a rat biting you and blowing it. As it's biting, it's blowing the blade. Like AC. But meanwhile, it's biting the skin off your toe. Hello. Have you met people before when they're doing you bad? They will be doing you bad in a way you'll be saying thank you. Hello there. Craftiness. Have you met a crafty person before? Their mouth sweet or not? Their mouth sweet. Do they study you or not? Hello. So what? We're talking about selfishness. Watch out for craftiness. May whatever iota of craftiness left in our soul be expunged by the word of God today in Jesus' name. The Bible says God catches the wise in their craftiness. Do you know what that means? God catches the wise in their craftiness. God identifies crafty, selfish people and is waiting for them at the junction. May it be goodness and mercy that is waiting for us in Jesus' name. (laughs) 
And so 1 Corinthians 3, verse 19 to 20, let's read this one from the Amplified Classic. For this world's wisdom is foolishness, absurdity, and stupidity with God. For it is written, he lays hold of the wise in their own craftiness. And again, the Lord knows the thoughts and reasonings of the humanly wise and recognizes how futile they are. Meaning nothing good comes out of selfishness. It's only a matter of time that a selfish person is going to have to face the consequences. God says he catches the wise in their craftiness. The word wise is not good wise though is wisdom of the world. This text we read says, for this world's wayo wisdom is foolishness, absurdity, and stupidity with God. For it is written, here go what the Bible is saying, God lays hold of the wise, in their own craftiness. And again, the Lord knows the thoughts and the reasonings. You know, do you know how a crafty man reasons? Why you corny, bad, bad. The reasonings of the humanly wise, not the wisdom of God. And God recognizes how futile they are. The word futile talks about an end that will be shameful. And God is one that guarantees it. Nobody needs to come after a greedy person. No, 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 no. Nobody needs to come after a selfish person. God says, Yo, I'm going to deal with the person myself. May God be the one that will help us, not the one that will deal with us in Jesus' name. The living Bible says, For the wisdom of this world is foolishness to God. That is the way the world thinks. As it says in the book of Job, God uses man's own brilliance, why your brilliance, to trap him. God is the one that uses that man's brilliance of why you, how to get you, get your money, get your things. He uses the man's own wisdom to trap him and he stumbles over his own wisdom in quotes and what? He falls. And again in the book of Psalms, we're told that the Lord knows full well how the human mind reasons and how foolish and futile it is child of God what is required of a man a woman of God is kindness there's nothing about kindness there's nowhere inside kindness you can hide self-centeredness or selfishness there's no room in kindness the contemporary English version says this is because God considers the wisdom of this world to be foolish. It's just as the scripture says, God catches the wise when they try to fear not catch you. God catches the wise man when they try to outsmart him. Let me tell you what self and selfishness and self-centeredness and being self-involved and being self-absorbed is it turns you mad they start with human beings and then they get deluded i said on sunday my quotation you can bring it up i said selfish people are delusional because god catches the wise when they try to outsmart him. So when they try outsmarting their parents, collecting from them in their office, after a while, they'll do it reach God. They'll show selfishness towards God. And then God hammers them. Can I tell you something? It's not everybody you should pray for. The people that are trying to outsmart God and God hammers them. That's where you remember Eccles says, the Lord give it. The Lord take it away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. God taught me that. He said, when I'm the one that have done something, just walk up us. This 
this is because God considers the wisdom of this world to be foolish. It's just as the scripture says, God catches the wise when they try to outsmart him. You see, when you outsmart your pastor, it's not me you're outsmarting. It's God that called me. When you try to outsmart your parents, no. The Bible says you honor your parents. The opposite of honor is anything that dishonors your parents. And there's no condition. So when you dishonor your parents, it's God you're trying to outsmart. And then God shows up. When God shows up, may he come with armload of blessing, not a hammer in Jesus' name. So everything written in the Bible goes against the lifestyle of selfish, selfishness. Everything written in the Bible goes against the lifestyle of selfishness. Let me read 1 Corinthians 13 verses 2c and 5a to you in the New Century Version of the Bible. It says, if I do not have love, then I am nothing. Love is not rude and love is not selfish. There's nothing about love that is selfish. Love is not selfish. The contemporary English version of in verse 5 it says, love isn't selfish. The Amplified Classic says, love is not self-seeking. And so a selfish person cannot love for love requires selflessness. My question is, with all this, so why do people remain selfish? Is it because they think it pays them? Do you know that selfish people hardly ever repent? You know what they do? They try to justify it. So why do they justify selfishness? And what do they use to justify selfishness? Anybody? When you catch somebody who is being selfish and you confront them, most and generally selfish people are not repentant they just want to get away with it how do they try to justify selfishness what do they say it's my nature that that devil nature (laughs) anybody else what do they say when they want to justify selfishness Eh? reverse psychology how do you know about it yes sir Pastor Steve, help me clap for him. He's finally joining us. (laughs) I will not admit it as being selfish because selfishness is not a compliment. Uh, Some people will never admit they're selfish. That is selfish. Nobody would. When we were having the discussion on Sunday, Uh it was generally accepted by everyone that everybody has selfishness inherent in their yes, nature. inherent in our nature. Yeah, but nobody would admit it if you confronted anybody to say, you know you're selfish? Nobody would say, yeah, I'm selfish. Because it's not a compliment. But they demonstrate it. Rosie, you're laughing. That means you need prayers. Now, the defense mechanism for selfishness is... Defense self- mechanism? Yeah, uh-huh. which is the question you're asking. Yeah. is self-preservation. They call it, I'm preserving myself. Things are tough. Things are hard. I mean, I can hardly put myself together. I should give you out of my insufficiency. So they call it self-preservation. And I checked up the dictionary meaning of self-preservation. It's so close to the definition of selfishness. It's so close. It's so close. The only difference is the less consideration for the interest of the other. That's what makes selfishness terrible. You don't consider the interest of the other party. But when it comes to self-preservation, mm-hmm. the typical of the Yoruba adages that say, that is self-preservation. You must be able to take the mask from the falling, you know. But you see, a selfish person will tell you, I'm just preserving myself. I'm taking care of myself. Me come first. Me, myself, and I alone. Hmm. That is the language of selfishness. Hmm. And then the defensive, I mean, the defending with self-preservation instinct that I'm just keeping my stuff, myself. You will do that self-preservation before Jesus very soon. I wonder why the Lord will clap for you. But a round of applause, that's a very intelligent answer. My quote, I go back to my quote that I gave you on Sunday, selflessness does not mean a lack of interest in yourself. But it just doesn't let self-interest block out the interest 
in others and the interest of others. Selflessness does not mean you should have a lack of interest in yourself. No. But it's just doesn't let self-interest block out interest in others and the interest of others. So let's get it straight because some people are going to run off to the wrong end and say, ah, what, what do you mean? I man got to take care of himself. Nobody's saying you shouldn't, but you should carry the interests of people along with yours. Philippians 2 verses 2 to 3 says, do nothing out of selfish ambition. Do what? Nothing. Nothing at all out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves. Not looking to your own interest, but each of you to the interest of the others. Are you there? <laughs> so what does this mean? Help me look at you and say, you need to carry me along. Let me speak to our children. You always remind us what we owe you. Do you remind yourselves what you owe us? Lady T, do they remind themselves what they owe us? Children. You know, they always tell us, ah, but mommy, ah, you have to give me this. Ah, no, I have to go out. Ah, what is that? And so on. That's good. You remind me what I owe you. Do you remind yourselves what you owe us? How many parents are happy that I'm asking this question? All the children kept quiet. Oh, they're thinking about it. Okay, I want to see proof that you thought about it. I want your mother to call me up and say, Pastor, thank you. My children have changed. <laughs> now, strangely, we want to go to Galatians 5, 19 to 21. This is going to knock your socks off. Galatians 5, 19 to 21, I read from the New King James Version. It says, now the works of the flesh are evident. What? Now the works of the flesh are evident. Which are what? Adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambition is one of the works of the flesh. Along with dissensions, heresies, envy, murder, drunkenness, revelries, and the like. Of which I tell you beforehand, just as I have told you in times past, that those who practice such things as selfish ambitions will not inherit the kingdom of God. I think this is the place everybody screeches to at halt. If you had not been listening before, you just press the brake and say, what? Now the works of the flesh are evident, one of which is selfish ambitions. And let it be said, as I've said before, and I've told you in time past, that those who practice selfish ambition and such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. Do you see why I said let us talk about this thing? May none of us miss the kingdom in Jesus name. The word selfish ambition in the New Century Version is translated being selfish. So it reads like this. These are the works of the flesh being selfish. And I tell you beforehand, just as I have told in time past, that those who practice such things about being selfish will not inherit the kingdom of God. On the contrary, Galatians 5, 22 to 24, the New King James Version says, but the fruit of the Spirit, on the far or extreme to the right, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, read with me, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control against such there is no law. And those who have Christ have crucified the flesh with his passions and desires. Now, we see clearly that one of the works of the flesh is selfishness. And those that practice this will not inherit the kingdom of God. So the question where we need to have a discussion is the fruit of the spirit. 
So which of the nine fruits of the Spirit allows selfishness? I'm going to read the nine to you. And I want your ability to reason quick come to play now because you're all very bright minds. So which of these nine fruits has any room at all for selfishness? Is it love? Is it joy? Is it peace? Is it long-suffering? Is it kindness? Is it goodness? Is it faithfulness? Is it gentleness? Is, is it self-control? So, if none of the fruit of the Spirit allows or has any room for selfishness, it means a selfish person cannot produce the fruit of the Spirit. Like love, long-suffering. You can't love out of selfishness long suffering you will not suffer along with anybody if you're selfish kindness and selfishness they're opposites goodness in God does selfishness go with goodness can a selfish person be going around doing good like Jesus went around doing good what about faithfulness what about gentleness what about self control None of these fruits has any space for selfishness. We have been sold a dummy, particularly by social media, that encourages us to be selfish. Do your own thing. Day your day, I day my day. Live your own life. Don't let anybody disturb you. Have you noticed that the world is getting more selfish? Anybody? Do you know why? People just... For every little offense, they cut off each other. But the Bible says in 1 Corinthians 13, love does not take account of wrong. And love is not selfish. Whew. Let me show you when the... Oh, thank you. That's rather unselfish. Some people are still selfish. They didn't clap. I'm looking at you. Heaven is looking at you. <laughs> okay, so let me show you when our fathers practiced selfishness and what happened. Do you want to see it in the Bible? Psalm 78. Help me now. Verses 17 to 18, the Amplified Classic. Psalm 78. It says, Yet our fathers went on to sin against God, by provoking and rebelling against the Most High in the wilderness in the land of drought. And they tempted God in their hearts by asking God for food according to their, according to their what? Selfish desire and appetites. Do you know it's not everything you ask God, you should be asking God. It says, and they tempted God in their hearts by asking for food according, not according to their need, according to their selfish desire and appetite. And this is the response of God. And let he the heart and ear hear what the Spirit is saying. Psalm 106 verse 15, the Amplified Classic says, and God gave them their requests and they started to celebrate. But sent leanness into their souls and thinned their numbers by disease and death. Selfishness towards God is refusing to accept that at this level, this is okay. Today, we don't want any preacher to tell us something is okay. When I was a child, I behaved like a child. When I was a young man, I was satisfied with what a young man is. You see a 21-year-old boy want to drive a Rolls Royce. What are you going to drive when you are 40 or 50? To buy Jayeni in a hurry. Wajeto. Wadeku. By the time you're 25, you've enjoyed everything that life has. Why are you going to live long? For what? They have finished everything. But there's a time and a season for every purpose under the sun. He gave them their request. 
it's not every time that you hound God for, because of your selfishness and your avarice and God gives you that is a good thing. It's always something attached to it. But the Bible says the blessing of the Lord. It didn't say he blessed them. He gave them their request. But the blessing of the Lord make it rich and added no sorrow. When you're praying, if you join me on uh, Breakthrough Prayers for Success in Life and Business, I tell you that we pray inspired prayer. You can't go wrong when you pray what the Holy Spirit told you to pray. Can I tell you, a lot of things you read on social media, how you can hammer, how you can do this, how I can do that. You pray out of your selfish desire. He gives you your request and adds something to you. But only the blessing of the Lord. Make it rich and added no sorrow. That's a good place for you to clap. My comment is here that if we follow Jesus' example, we'll not grow to become selfish. Philippians 2 verses 2 to 3 tell us that we're to value others above ourselves. Rather than looking out for our own interests, we should look out to the interests of others. Let me uh, excite you with Matthew 16 verse 25b. This is the Lord speaking. Self-sacrifice is the way. My way to finding your true self. Self-sacrifice is the way of God. In Psalm 37 verses 1 to 3, the Living Bible says, Never envy the wicked. And the wicked do not have to write Satan on their head. When they make choices and they follow patterns that are Contrary to the word of God, that's wicked. Never envy the wicked. Soon they fade away like grass and disappear. Read verse 3 with me. Trust in the Lord instead. Be what? Kind. Be what? Kind. And good to To others. Then you will live safely here in the land and prosper. You and I will live safely and will prosper in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I read a comment to you. I think I found this when I was studying. It says it can be hard to be Christ-centered and selfless instead of being self-centered because of our sinful nature. Yet God can help us if we ask him. I read that again. It can be hard to be Christ-centered and selfless instead of being self-centered because of what? Our sinful nature. Yet God can help us if we ask him. That's why we're here today. He understands and knows that selfishness is a struggle for us. Yet true healing and freedom comes from selfishness. Yet true healing and freedom from selfishness can only come through him and the working of the Holy Spirit. The Lord help us in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm going to give you something that occurred to me when I was preparing for this service. We know there's no life on the sun. There's no life on the moon. In our own galaxy, our planet is the only one that has life. So you would imagine that earth is so important, everything should revolve around the earth. Don't you see? Have you seen the picture of the earth from space? Have you seen how beautiful it is? Blue, and it has this atmosphere around it. It's like the halo of angels. It is so beautiful, it is incredible. Have you seen the picture taken from the spaceship when the sun I just reason over one hemisphere. Oh my God, it is breathtaking. Now, if our planet is by far the most beautiful, the only one that has an atmosphere, the only one God visits, would you not imagine that every other planet will revolve around the earth? Is not so. The earth revolves around the sun. And so the Holy Spirit told me that that's why God made the earth to revolve around the sun. Because the sun represents God, the all-powerful. Now, if the earth, in all its beauty, 
in all his blessedness, decides to be a selfie. Focus on itself and say to himself that it will not revolve around the sun. And if the sun does not revolve around it, it can go to hell. You know what will happen to the earth? It will freeze to death. The only reason why there is life on earth is because the sun warms the earth and gives light. It is light that allows things to grow. So the moment you practice selfishness and you will not revolve around God, you know what happens? You die. Not necessarily physically that will come with time, but you die spiritually. So no matter how blessed you are, you have to revolve around the sun. How do you revolve around the sun? Once a week, at least, you come to church. <laughs> you know, not only are you revolving around the sun, the earth is spinning by itself at the same time is revolving around the sun. It's a type of worship. And you know what the sun is? Nothing can come within a million miles of the sun. It will be consumed. That's how God is. He is so powerful. Nothing can touch him. Nothing can even come close. When you are selfish towards God is when you are so drunk in your beauty, in your glory, in your power, and you refuse to revolve around the sun. That's the description God gave me that I could have made the sun revolve around the moon, but I'm teaching that no matter how blessed you are, I made you like that, you have to revolve around me. And the prayer that we need to pray that will help us move away from self-centeredness, selfishness, being self-involved, self-absorbed and all that, is found in Psalm 119. It's a great prayer that can help us overcome selfishness. The NIV says, turn my heart towards your statutes and not towards selfish gain. Have you learned something today? Have you learned something today? You know what self-involved is? You cannot be self-involved when you're nothing. By the time God answers that prayer you're praying, you become so magnificent like the earth. You can become so involved with yourself. And when you're involved with yourself, you become absorbed with yourself. And you refuse to bow to God. You want God to revolve around you. That may not be a temptation yet. I'm preparing you for where God is taking you. That you may not end up like Saul that was rejected. David's son called Absalom was an incredible creature. The Bible says he was so handsome. His hair got to his waist. He was just unbelievable. And he was a son of the king. He was so besotted with his own glory. That whilst his father was on the throne. He would call people. He said my father doesn't know anything. I know better than him. Do you know how far he went? He drove his father out from the city of David. And sat on his father's throne by force. And he thought that was the end. God brought back David and Absalom died from that his same beautiful hair at the end of the day. When you, God has not promoted you, you don't understand when we talk about being self-involved. You have no idea of how it becomes a temptation to be so self-absorbed that you may end up being buried by your own glory, but that will not be our portion that's why at this time we want to rise lift up our hands to God and say Lord you will always be God I will always worship you I will not tempt or provoke you with my selfish prayers and selfish desires I will stay within the boundaries of the word of God I will thank you for what you have done <laughs> Lord may my heart reject kindness begin to pray about all the manifestations of the fruit of the spirit ah father please help me never to be devoid of the fruit of the spirit let me have love real love for god 
for myself and for other people. Let me have joy and peace. Long suffering when I'm waiting for the answer to my prayers. Kindness to all whether deserving or not. In fact, kindness is not, is not what you earn, is what is given freely. Goodness in my heart, so that goodness and mercy can follow me. Faithfulness, so that God may remember me for good. Gentleness towards all persons, so that I, can't, I don't become ugly like those that did me bad. Gentleness and self-control. Father, let this be our portion in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I want you to pray this prayer. I say, Lord, uh, turn my heart towards your statutes and not towards selfish gain that the world is preaching today the social media is saying you have to be number one it doesn't matter the social media is saying it's all about you you don't have to listen to your parents you don't have to listen to God do you but that's not the voice of God May the voice of the world be scrambled in our understanding. May the voice of the Lord uh, just go straight into our heart and develop roots that our person will begin to exude the fruits of the Spirit. The Bible says as they walked in generosity, people were attracted to them. They had favor with all men and that Lord used them to increase the church. May we become a beauty to behold an experience that is so rare that people will be drawn to God. Bible says, let your light so shine before men. The light of your kindness, the light of your goodness, the light of your forgiving. Let your light so shine before men that they will see your good works and glorify God. That they be attracted into the kingdom of God. May our living not nullify our preaching. Bible says Jesus went about doing good. May we continue in the example of our God. I want you to hold somebody's hand for me and pray for the person say, God deliver you and me from every iota of our wicked nature to be selfish and be self-centered. You will not provoke God with your selfish prayers so that he will not give you that desire that will come with a curse. No, no, that will not be your portion. That will not be my portion. Pray for that person. Say, God will remember you for good. You will not cancel yourself from the mercy of God. The Bible says they tempted God in their hearts by asking for things that are according to their selfish desires. No, 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 no. May the Lord, our God, by his spirit, inspire us on how to pray. May greed not be the motivation for our request to God. The Bible says you ask and you do not receive because you ask, consume it upon your loss. Pray, say, Lord, cleanse my heart. The scripture says, as you are careful about others, you yourself will receive, a, you're being cared for by in every direction. Let this be our portion in the name. As we give, let it come back to us, the goodness, the kindness. The selflessness, let it come back to us in good measure. Press down, shaking together and running over. May we become a delight in the sight of God and be an exemplary Christian that they say you are just like Jesus. The Bible says God is able to give, make all grace abound towards you and I that we will always have it all sufficiency unto every good word. May we not be those that get all we can, can all we get and sit on it and use it to oppress people. No, we'll go about doing good. God bless us. God enrich us so that beyond our needs we can attend to the need of the poor, the hungry, the, 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 the neglected, the, the harassed, that we, we may have enough to help others. May our life be exemplary before God. May people be forced to break down and weep and say, I'm, you're so different from the rest of us. How can I become like you? Father, we thank you. We thank you for hearing our cry today. We give you the glory and we give you all the praise, O oh God. 
take a little while and pray for your friends that you know that are still in bondage to self-centeredness, selfishness. Members of your family, I say, Lord, as you deliver me, deliver my loved ones. Forgive them, oh God, for they don't know what they're doing. What they need is deliverance. Pray, pray. Don't judge. Just say, Lord, deliver my loved ones. Thy goodness may flow in my family. Thy kindness may be the watchword. That God may bless every member of my family as we're all delivered in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. The Bible says he catches the wise in their craftiness. God says I will deal with the selfish. I will, I will confront them. Lord, that will not be our portion in the name of the Lord Jesus. It is only the blessing of the Lord that make it reach. And I that no sorrow will be our portion. David said, uh, goodness and mercy shall follow me because I did not repay Saul on kindness for his unkindness towards me. No, I didn't do that. Goodness and mercy. Favor and prosperity. Tob and I said will follow us all the days of our lives. Thank you, Father Lord. For so shall it be. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen and amen. Help me celebrate the Lord this evening. Thank you, Lord.